0: On the way to the ruins, I asked my mother questions about love. I was put in mind of it because of something she had said that morning, describing her work at the Maritime Museum. It suits me, she had said, packing her sketching tools and digital camera, because I've always felt something like a lighthouse keeper's daughter, and I had imagined that to be a lonely, captive feeling. Also, I was thinking about the man from the beach I had been with the afternoon before, Jude, near stranger, still too shy to say his name out loud. That kind of intimacy hadn't been earned, so he had rushed forward with a different kind. Would I call it love? No, but it was a kind of loving. Tenderness. He had pressed a rag of vinegar on my back and throat where I'd been stung by the needles of a blue jellyfish and some fire had worked its way through my bloodstream. It could have been the venom, it could have been desire. In his kitchen, we were nameless, reduced to skin on skin, mouth on mouth. What I wanted to know now from my mother was how to reconcile the fact that some people never find love, that kind or any kind. I'm sure I said it that way, find, like a miraculous, unintentional discovery, as if love was a stone in the sand. But to be found also implies that something lost has been returned to a place of belonging. And what did I know about love and stones? I was 24 and still holding out for a kind of love that felt like homecoming. It's just one of those things, my mother said, like trying to explain why bad things happen to good people. It seemed easy, I said, to understand why the bitter and selfish and cruel might remain loveless. But strangely, weren't they sometimes the most loved? Those who did not know how to love back? Why did we feel compelled to keep on giving? I remembered the artist who had once sat in a gallery and invited the audience to, one by one, cut a piece from her clothes. Some people took a tiny snip from somewhere inconspicuous, a hemline or sleeve, while others sheared her suit away at the seams, snipping the straps of her underwear until she was stripped bare exposed. Yes, I thought, love could be something like that. I think we like the idea that people can learn from each other and change, my mother said, that we might sort of break each other in, like horses. All my mother's relationship advice had something to do with animals. Always date men who've had pets because it proves they know how to look after something, and a bird in the hand is worth two in the bush, things like that. You might be right, I said, thinking again of Jude, all he'd learned in the years he had over me. He could name the trees that cradled the house in their branches, the blue gums and bloodwoods and ironbarks, and call out all the flowers in his yard. Knew the tides, could explain how they were tied to the movements of the moon with an invisible thread, tracked the changes in the weather through the wind. On his porch, he pressed a piece of spoiled fruit into my hands and taught me how to feed the birds. Maybe love, too, could be a learned thing. So, my mother said, after we'd driven in silence a while, you seen someone back in the city then? I'm not seeing anyone back in the city, I said. Truths like landmines in the words I did not say, remembering Jude's hands on my body, Dull pulse of pleasure pain between my legs, picking at the small splinter left in the flesh of my palm where I'd lifted myself up on his kitchen table. His skin tasted of salt and i dug my fingernails in, left half-moons on his back. Knots of wood knuckling my spine while down the road my mother slept through the hottest part of the day, breeze blowing through gauzy bedroom curtains but windows bare at Jude's. The thrill of it, kind of heat that brings rain if you're lucky, "'air thick with water. "'Just thinking of it, I could hear my heartbeat in my ears. "'It sounded like, I want, I want, I want. "'The lighthouse was close to a navy base, "'and as we approached, we passed cadets on the road "'in grey camouflage, tall and lanky boys "'who looked hardly any older than my 12-year-old brother. "'They ran their drills on the far end of the beach sometimes. "'When I lay in the sand, I could see the ships in the distance.' the encampment out on the point. We parked in a dirt lot at the edge of the cliff, car wheels grinding on the gravel road. Outside, rocks and scrub and saltbush trees until the land cut away, wind off the cove throwing grit and tangling hair, making us silent. I could hear the waves below, even when I couldn't see them. From a distance, the lighthouse looked jagged, like a broken tooth but you could imagine the tower there, where it had once stood, and if you didn't know you were looking at the ruins, that the navy had blown it up after a better beacon was built on the opposite shore, you might imagine it was only under construction. Demolished turret and sandstone rubble fenced off behind bars. I walked around the headland, away from my mother and the lighthouse, to look at the sea below, wrecking waters. Something violent, I always thought about the edge of a cliff. All that rock hacked away by salt and water and time, weathered raw, rougher out here, near the open ocean, than at Jude's beach. Already thinking of it as something that belonged to him because he had fixed up a house and made a life here and I was just a visitor. Tourist town, he'd said, but home to him. I felt my phone in my pocket then, a message from Jude as if I had willed it, asking after my blue stings. I told him I was healing, and when I'd rubbed aloe on my back in the mirror that morning, the welts from the jellyfish made a pattern like the points of a constellation. He asked which one, and I said Andromeda. Sent a picture of the ruins, tired in the distance, a broken crown. Round here, near a trail leading to a camping ground, was a mounted sign showing a picture of the lighthouse when it was first completed grim-faced Victorians in black and white, sitting on the grass in front of the lodging houses, lounging in the sun but looking already long dead in the way the early photographs seemed to make ghosts of the living. In the picture, bungalows with wooden verandas and picket fences making crooked boundaries like a line of matches stuck in the sand, all vanished now. The bush had reclaimed what had been hacked away. The sign also told a story about two teenagers from early lighthouse families, keepers' girls, daughter of the chief and daughter of the assistant, 16 and 19 in the winter of 1887, near women. They had been playing a game, had broken into a fisherman's hut down on the cove in a dare or desire to be close to a man other than their fathers, to look through this stranger man's things. The smell, maybe, of brine and leather making blood quicken and hands quiver, sand blowing in through the open door, house creaking in the wind like the sound of boot leather. The chief's daughter dressed up in the fisherman's clothes for a laugh. His hat, too big, fell over her eyes, and his coat sleeves slipped over her slender wrists. She picked up the shotgun he kept by the door, as they all did, living so isolated out on the edge. The bullet struck the assistant's daughter in the temple. Tripped, and it went off, she told the court, all in an instant. I thought briefly of suicide packs made in pinky promises, love triangles, but enough of ruins and islands and the dead. I held in my hands another message from Jude, wanting a different sort of picture, alone and wanting me. I ducked behind a bush pulled down the collar of my t-shirt, stuck my phone in, black lace on white skin never seen by sun, captured, sent, the rush of it, wading into want, salt in the air, salt on my lips, splitting in the wind where yesterday's kiss had caught me with his teeth, pushing on my mouth with the back of my hand to blot blood, straightening my shirt, Desire, I was only beginning to understand that day at the ruins, comes in many forms, but almost all of them are violent. We learn this from the stories we are told about love. Struck by an angel's arrow or drugged by a love flower, desire wounds and I had felt its blue sting. The thought of him all day like pushing on a bruise. By the time I reached my mother, she'd finished her sketch of the lighthouse, its tumbled tower, no light now to give, What is it about her and me that draws us to these kinds of places? Something lonely deep down in the bone, a marrowed loneliness, passed down womb to womb. We wanted to believe, my mother and I, that love could restore what was beyond repair, and if not, at least let us walk around in the wreckage.